Welcome back to the Forever DMs, a podcast where four Forever DMs get to rotate our curse so we may be blessed to actually play this damned game, Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Cam, the DM for this chapter of our story, and the Doomer with a heart of silver. I'm just working towards gold, but transmutation takes time. Uh, thanks for listening. Hello. Damn, I really thought you were going to make a video game ranking joke there. <laughs> like uh, what? Yeah, Number was... one video game of all time is, of oh. course... Uh, has to go to Tetris. Has to go to Tetris. Number one. Oh, basic player. bitch answer. Basic bitch. Number I mean, I feel like one. there was trepidation to go with something a little bit more, you know, detailed. But you know, it's fine. More detailed. What's more detailed than Tetris? Name three things more detailed than Tetris. Well, uh, Sly Not Cooper. Um. Nope. Oh, damn. Yeah. Denied. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh God. Wow. wow. Yeah. But you may introduce yourself. I will allow that. <laughs> oh. Oh, I can. I can. Okay. All right. Uh. Thank you for the floor. Uh. This is this 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 was the previous DM. Hey, I'm at the table as a player. It's Eli. I Ooh. am I am I'm excited to be at Cam's table. This is fun. <laughs> On a real note. I'm excited to be at my own table. Uh I'll go next. Uh the best thing since sliced bread. I'm Evan. Hi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had a bevy of off-camera bits to choose from this time. Yeah, we had a bunch. Lots yeah. of uh, material to choose from. And uh, I am the sound of footsteps in the hallway when you know you're alone. Tom. Oh, oh that's you? That's I just thought me. You were, I thought you were the monster under my bed. No, no, no. I'm, you know, I mean, yes. But also, but what like, about the Demi-Lich? The Demi-Lich typically don't have feet, is the oh, thing. God. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't like imagining that. <laughs> like it's a just a... feet? Yeah. yeah, no, Demi-Liches typically are just the floaty heads with gem eyes, but yeah, they're just uh, mage handing some shoes across the floor, then by all means, just give me one second, real use of power, but... Give me, give me one second, guys, I'm just gonna change the final boss of this arc. Oh, no! <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Uh, Alright, so, with all of our introductions out of the way, let's go ahead and get started. So, we return to our home of Yggdrasil, an endless starry dusk with stars actively being connected to one another with streaks of light, like lightning to a tree. What started as a ramshackle village has now flourished into a bit more of a town. We now see a fully completed amphitheater with a sign that reads days without accidental injuries, eight, next to a sign that also reads days without purposeful injuries, zero. The homes have been built to be a little sturdier with some extra space. They even now come with a spare room. So everyone's got a new spare room. Congratulations, Ooh, guys. As we close in on the residential area of Yggdrasil, a door flies open and out comes a running and screaming familiar hourglass figure. Inside, we see three silhouettes, two cackling nonstop while another takes notes. We then move several doors down to see another familiar figure glancing back over his shoulder as he moves to exit his home. Ash. You are about to leave to pick out some more materials for you to use at the most recent addition to the town, the scrapyard. Is there anything new about your character that you would want to share? Uh, I don't think we we have anything new. I think Ash, when he's going around, wears, it's weird to say this for him, but casual clothing, um, which means he looks like a hobo. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, nice. He, he's just He's just disheveled. It is, it is, it's because he himself is dirty. Uh, the clothing Ooh. is, you see, he's been treating himself a lot better in terms of his clothing. Uh, and even though he has, it, it looks like just a simple, like, brown overcoat. Uh, if you look closely, it's actually made of, like, 
very comfortable soft material and it's incredibly well made and like clearly cared for and clean it's just a very drab color so it looks like it's dirty but it's actually not <laughs> nice. Silas disapproves uh <laughs> <laughs> probably where you got it uh and perched as always somewhere on or around his person uh he has his little mechanical dragon skeleton bone uh their front paws draped atop his head just kind of resting in like the cat loaf but vertical because they're on his head and their back paws are on his shoulders like around his collarbone very cute uh do you have any other i think you had two other familiars now right because we uh i i had my little to say manservant is not correct because it does not have genitals um but my little homunculus daedra and um there was also the little um oh god what did we name them the small spider grass no the enemies are my my little mechano spiders uh the the spider thing with the like the long neck what did oh god what did we name them oh my god that may have been it hold on let me look cotton cotton that was cotton definitely 100 percent cotton 100 percent (laughs) <laughs> so you got a little you like that one huh you like that one that was a good one all right <laughs> i did like that one uh we'll say that uh they're both following you today because uh you need a little bit extra help gathering all these materials so you need a little bit more uh you know manpower except you know no genitals so uh just power in order to bring back all of the materials that you need today um so you make your way over to the scrapyard uh, a small gated off area that holds just enough scrap to be considered as such Having just been created, there hasn't been much added here as of yet. The owner of this area, an Usolo arrow stick, is an eccentric goblin with arrows stuck all over his body. He has been collecting what he could that was either irreparable or just plain old material that can be reused that has appeared somewhere on Yggdrasil. As you make your way into the yard, you hear Usolo talking to someone. You turn a corner and you see Usolo, yellow with red eyes, a split tongue that has a side dedicated to eating and another for tasting metals, and an anteater-like nose he uses to sniff out the best parts he can. You also see a fellow you have yet to be acquainted with. Fred, could you please describe yourself? Oh, everybody. It's me, Fred. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every time it gets me. <laughs> so yes, this is me, Fred. And, you know, I um, I have a really great personality. And it's great to, you know, have a lot of friends. You know, I, um, I have this cute little cottage, you know, in, in, in hidden away among, like, away from the hustle and the bustle. But, you know, I also like to make sure that everyone's okay. So, you know, I ask them, how is your mental health today? And, you know, things of that nature. It's fun. Um, so what Fred has in terms of visuals is... Here, I wrote it down. It is a turtle is Fred wearing a long black coat with gold fringe all along the edges. Uh, a decorative gold chain goes around the back. Reverse neckline style, slightly thicker than your average chain. Chainmail showing in some parts and a light crossbow with a strap around the waist attached by a latch. Um, imagine Turtle Van Helsing, but uh, with more bling, <laughs> I forgot oh he had a goddamn chain. He have a grill, too. Oh, yeah. Just, oh, oh, my yeah. God. No, I'm wait, no. No, oh, wait, hold on. Grill. No, I just and- realized... No, no I just, you, yeah, no. you got yes and. You I got just yes realized and the it. implication of this. That means Fred has teeth. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't like that. 
Yeah. Of Fred, has teeth. Fred always had teeth, but now now he's got yeah. better teeth. He's got teeth upgrade. <laughs> That's what a grill is. All right. <laughs> that is not. <laughs> Everyone knows it's an upgrade if it's gold, right? Like... I want the viewers to understand this. It's been half a year since we heard this voice. Uh, and at least to me, it feels like walking back home into your parents' house and smelling cookies. Oh, it's, it's so like comforting. Fred does have a very comforting voice for sure. Uh, so thank you for that description, Eli. Uh, for absolutely uh, for now, Fred. Today you decided to visit Uslo, much like you already uh, talked about, as he usually has some trauma he needs to unpack. And you, oh. being the emotionally intelligent and empathetic turtle that you are. Oh, thank you. Enjoy his company. Oh, you're quite welcome. Uh, the narrator said to the turtle, your nose starts bleeding. <laughs> uh, enjoy his company, regardless of the horrible things that he tells you about. So you see he's looking up at you and he goes, and that's how my parents tried to eat me. I can still smell that barbecue sauce sometimes. Wait, what? 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 What's, you what's not, going on? You weren't listening? I just was talking about an hour about how how my parents when i was born tried to eat me and i had to scramble away they had they had a whole four course meal prepped with my siblings but but everyone knows that barbecue sauce is a sign of like of horrible dis distaste well, oh it definitely is for me now i could guarantee that oh god it's it's okay though here you want a hug yeah i could kind of use a hug you give him a, a tight hug and oh, the arrows that are like stuck in his body shift in his body he goes ah! This is really nice. You're welcome. Thanks. And he, he comes out of it. He's like slightly bleeding in the few areas. Uh, Fred is completely oblivious to any kind of like damage done via hug. <laughs> he's he's just like just so instantly loving. A little hurt, but he's he's just like smiling through the pain. Yeah, this is fine. Uh, he notices you, Ash, coming in and, and turns to you and goes, Oh, hey, Ash, are you here for some more materials? Always so weird walking in on YouTube together. Yeah, what you got? Wait, hey, how's it going? Yeah, have you guys properly met? This is my uh, buddy Fred. Fred, this is Ash. Hi. Hey, um, so how are you today? I'm doing all right. It's a pretty good day. Um, I take, I'm here to, I take scrap. I take it back to my place and I build things. I take it out and it's no longer scrap. It's good. Yeah. So, Just remember um, uh, the number one rule, Ash. And he like, you see that he gets deadly serious for a moment, and he goes, when you take scrap, you replace scrap. Got it? Still no. You tell me that every time, and I don't really understand the point. <laughs> You'll understand one day. Doubt it. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, uh, like, I get the idea of the cycle of destruction and that there will always be more stuff to bring back, but that's objectively not what we're trying to do here. Okay. Where's your feelings? It's going to be okay. Me? Who are you talking? No, Ash. Me? Uh, yeah. I think we're both good. I, you know, I think we're both good here. Ash, you yeah. good? Yeah, I'm feeling fine. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, well, that was okay. That was weird then. Okay. Yeah, no, just a just a little bit of a, a confrontation, no disagreement or anything. I think we're good. Hey, yeah. here, check out uh this pile I got today. And he, he kind of like digs through like some of the uh, gears and cogs and stuff. Uh, you see that he uh takes out like a a craggle. Uh, like shell for a second and tosses it behind him. Uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, and then he just keeps looking through stuff. Uh, and he pulls out um a compass 
uh, and he goes over to Ash and he goes, so uh, this thing, I don't know, you could probably fix it up, but it already kind of works if you like it. Well, yeah, it's just a compass, isn't it? Well, no. See, this compass only, what it does is here, and he takes out his own compass that he like, just has on him, and he goes, look, and he moves the compass around the other compass, and the compass points towards that compass. So this compass, he says, yeah, so this compass just points you in the direction of another compass, like the closest compass to you. Huh. That, uh. <laughs> uh, huh. Okay. Okay. I, uh, okay. I'm, that's really weird, but I'm already getting ideas of how that could actually be useful when it comes to tracking people, right? All right. It's all yours. Here you go. Although, but it points to the closest compass. Okay, so I'd have to figure out a way. Yeah, thanks. Uh, and here's just like some general metal I got. All yours. Uh, I don't need, I don't need, I came here looking for like a specific thing. I was wondering if you had, uh, I'm, I'm actually looking specifically for like something, a, a sheet of metal, something relatively thin, uh, if you could manage it. Uh, preferably like, long, cuttable. He goes, oh, all right. Uh, uh, Fred, you mind helping me with this? It's a bit heavy. Uh, and he, oh like, yeah, I can always help to, like, anytime. Lift this sheet of metal. So you go on over, you help him kind of like pull it out from under all these gears. The gears kind of fall down like a pile of them, just kind of tumble out in the right. distance. I'll just have to reorganize that later. It was never reorganized I'm, to begin with. I'm uh, kind of um, imagining how Fred kind of just has a little bit too much strength in this moment and like picks up our goblin friend in addition to the sheet metal. Yeah, he's like he's like holding on like it's a pull up bar basically. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, Fred. Uh, you, you know what? You could probably take it from here. He just drops it and lets himself fall. Um, <laughs> he, you just like slide it over towards Ash. Thanks. I've been uh, yeah working on a lot of like different stuff. Most of what I need is just like sheets or, or pieces of metal more than any kind of specific parts. Uh, so this will help a lot. All right, great. I, I hope it does. Yeah, and I'll be leaving more scrap because I'll be cutting it into pieces. That's what you gotta do. Okay. All right, great. See you later. Uh, Bye. And before you take your leave, we're going to cut from that scene, and we're going to go to a different scene. Because meanwhile, a new building that has been sprung up, uh, it is similar to that of a Parthenon. Parthenon. It grows out of the tree with pillars of wood and a roof of leaves. Inside, we find our third adventurer, working on an epitaph of the most recent victim of the amphitheater's wrath. Alistair, can you please describe your character? All right, so Alistair is a good uh, six foot six, maybe 130 pounds. Um, just painfully thin, really. Just deeply, deeply pale. Um, hair the color of uh, kind of moonlight, kind of a silvery gray. Uh, his eyes are actually just pretty much a solid black with just a single blue ring for the iris uh, that just glow ever so faintly. Uh, dressed very, sort of elegantly but very much in a, you know fairly tattered and or partially decomposed clothing. Um, you know, everything's a little frayed around the edges. Everything's got a little bit of a stain on it. All the metal bits are a bit tarnished. Uh, just uh, yeah, he's just sitting there kind of chiseling away on this epitaph or would he be chiseling or would he be like right? I guess he'd be drafting. So he's just got his little scroll and pen out and he's just mm. right then. Uh, what what was this one's name again? <laughs> uh, and as you look up and ask that question, you hear a voice call down from above you. Uh, Evan, do you think you could take over for me? Yeah. Uh, hello, lanky one. Could you um, stop making noise? I'm trying to I'm trying to focus. 
Right, no, so am I. But the thing is, I can't do my job if I, you're not, if I don't have all the details. No, I don't that. know who you're writing the epitaph for. I just need you to be quiet for like a couple of seconds. And Alistair groans pretty deeply. <laughs> Evan, can you go ahead and describe who Alistair is talking to? Uh, yeah, you. <laughs> uh, Alistair groans and like uh, turns their head from uh, the figure flying above them. Uh, their two like majestically plumed wings stretched out behind them, like big. the The best way to describe this is almost peacock feather wings, like Beautiful. so bright and brilliantly decorated and painted, like just to be eye catching. There is something on every single goddamn feather, uh, like a full mural on this back. Uh, it is a completely shirtless Aarakocra, uh, built how. I guess the best way to put this is built 100% twink. Um, so like, <laughs> so like, very, what? very thin, like body that is clearly toned and a little bit muscular, but not in any way Ooh. that's like useful or purposeful. Just like <laughs> looks good and is kind of hot in a weird way. You're bordering uh, a little too deeply onto twunk, but uh... <laughs> hey. Fuck the line. Screw screw your screw your definitions. Um, <laughs> their their chest and upper body is as brilliantly colored and decorated as their uh, wings. Like all these bright reds and greens in different splotches of color, so incredibly vibrant and eye catching. Uh, and they have this huge tuft of like feathers right up at the top of their chest, uh, just like a, a a crest, like a almost like a royal crest of feathers. Uh, and decorating their pants, they just have a or their their lower half uh, over their talons from around their around their hips down to their feet. Just a very simple like white cloth pair of pants. Uh, incredibly like just baggy, big. Uh, it, it is this big, vibrant, fruity aracocra. Beautiful. Fantastic. Did you want me to name them by the way, or did we leave that? Fine. You can you can name them if you'd like. Uh, uh, yeah, this is this is Kazel Aganor. There you go. Ooh. Uh, so yes, as uh, Alistair, you roll your eyes. Uh, Kazel, uh, you you can go ahead and, and do your thing. Uh, definitely, like as soon as Alistair sighs, uh, the wings flap and Kazel's back like twenty feet, just staring at the piece that they've been painting, which is as accurate a representation as they can manage of Connie trying and failing to lead um the like the the creation of the theater uh and it is it, it is an incredibly vibrant mural and so much more full of life than the actual event like there are crowds of people everywhere and they're all gasping and making different like faces and he's just sitting there in the air wings lightly flapping going this piece sounds good this piece sounds good uh so yeah alistair uh, as as uh, Cassiel is up there doing this, um, I'll say you kind of just, what do you do for the epitaph? You don't know who this is for. Right. Um. I mean, I'm assuming it's the poor bloke who got caught beneath the rafter and all that's left of him is the arm. So, um, let's see Armin? here. I mean, yeah, Armin oh. sounds Armin <laughs> Armstrong. Uh, nice. <laughs> you died and all that left was the arm. So, let's see. How do we jazz that up a bit? Um, let's see. Strong of body, <laughs> powerful of mind, builder of great renown, Armin Armstrong. Wow. 
how does that how's that he like turns to like as if he's like speaking to people that aren't there just how does that sound uh you see like a spirit kind of like that sounds really good yeah no that's i thought so too i mean it's it's without actually i never actually met this person so it's i mean i get it but uh i mean it's not like i could talk to him now who are you talking to oh this one's matilda hi i'm matilda I'm not going to ask any more questions. It's like he point like Alistair actively like points to the space where like he sees the spirit manifest, but like is literally to everyone else just open air. <laughs> yeah, she's like holding her own head. Yeah, she's talking. <laughs> oh, she's beautiful, lanky one. I like what she's done with the. Uh, he just kind of gestures to the body, just general upper body and head region. Yeah, Thank no, I, I thought so too. She's quite ravishing, really. But uh, I just got a haircut. I will know. I can tell. It really shows. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, so right. Uh, I mean, your painting looks really nice too. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, I'm sure your epitaph will go well for Guy. <laughs> uh, I think we decided his name was Armin Armstrong. I already forgot what I suggested. Right. I mean, it's because I mean he was just an arm left, so that. I yeah. mean, that doesn't actually make too much sense, does it? Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not worth... Quite, uh, what, are you going to find the guy and ask him? He's dead. Dead as hell. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I Armin, there you go. You, you, know, you can I either... Died, when I died on my epitaph, they wrote Matilda the body full because all that was left was my body. So it makes sense. There's precedent. Yeah, see, that's what Matilda says. There's precedence. Yeah, oh, there's... and how wise Matilda is. <clears throat> she, uh shakes her head in a nod up and down in her head. <laughs> right. Uh, so uh many great anyway. points Matilda makes that I definitely hear. Uh, <laughs> see you get it. She uh -huh. gets it. They so, get it. I don't anyway. <sighs> at this point, uh you guys all feel everyone um feel vibration coming from what you think is your feet, but realize quickly is coming from your own entire bodies. Uh Yggdrasil is speaking, and not just to everyone, but specifically to you three. Uh, that being Ash instead of our NPC friend that you were voicing. Thank you so much for that. Of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, as well as Fred and Alistair. Um, you all feel this presence specifically targeting you with their words. However, everyone, as always, is able to hear this. Uh, you hear them say, uh, Venture, the, the town center. center. Follow, Follow my, my eye. eye. Uh, and as you all kind of like look around, uh, you can uh, all see basically you, you peer up into the sky. You have like the sudden urge to like look up. Um, Alistair, you ha have to like kind of go out for a second and like okay, poke right. your head out from one of the pillars. Uh, and as you peer up into the sky, um, you see a large eye the size of a blimp shrink and descend towards the center of town. Oh, I guess I forgot to leave that I left my fo my bones on vibrate. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh. Oh. I don't like the implication that you can change yeah, wait, your bones what? to have a ringtone. Spooky, scary skeleton. Oh, god. You mean you all can't do that? Just me. All right. <laughs> so, uh, I I'm assuming you guys all start venturing uh, towards the center of town. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. All right. It looks like I have to go somewhere again. Um. Bye, friend. Ah. Oh, well. Thanks for listening, and it was really nice talking to somebody again. You know, it's just so lonesome out here in the scrapyard. 
Yeah, I figure I just, you know, come over, say hi. Oh, you're the best big guy. I, I really appreciate it. He, he gives you like a high five. You want another hug? Ah, I'm good. Thanks. Okay, bye. See ya. Take care, Ash. Have a good good luck with that. Yeah. Bye bye. All right. So you guys uh, leave the scrapyard before he uh, before Alistair dips out from this uh, this I get not mortuary this memorial plaza I guess. Yeah. Uh, just oh, Casillo. Just one word of um criticism if you're willing to listen to it because mm-hmm. i know typically you're you you're not but thing is I, I feel like you need to use a little more crinacridone crimson right in the where the blood splatter is uh because otherwise it's uh you know if you go too red it comes out well looking more like tomato sauce than it does blood that is a fair point i was just trying to make sure it was clear that there was you know a lot of Oh yes, uh, no. Uh, a you know, a lot of attention you. drawn to the moment. I, I embellished a little bit in adding a lot of people. I wanted to make sure the center of the piece was still the falling beam and the splatter right, of blood. Right, yeah, but I exactly. will take no, that into account. Fully got pancaked right there. So yeah, you just really want to make sure that you know you get the right shade of crimson. Yeah, that's uh, that makes sense. Alistair, oh, as for now, <laughs> who do they uh, think they are? <laughs> as you're about to leave, Alistair. Uh, and you like look down from the mural above you. Uh, you see another ghost, a spirit uh, of the person that got smashed by this originally. Uh, and you see he's like looking up at it, like like stroking his beard. Uh, and he looks over at you, and goes, "Thanks for telling him about the the crimson. I think that's definitely gonna bring out a lot more of my right, my right. Audience. So, pardon me, but what was actually your name so I can give you a proper epitaph?" Armin Armstrong. Oh, gotten one, did I? Right. Okay. <laughs> you knew it. That's great. Yeah, no, that was great. I loved that. Yeah, I they called that me that because I had really strong arms. No, I can tell. Yeah, no, what was left behind but seemed really muscular. <laughs> <laughs> so it's at this point he, he waves <laughs> and he disappears into the nothingness. Oh, how wild. Were there <laughs> veins? <laughs> were there ve- What do you mean, were what? there veins? Oh, it what? was on the arm. It was venacious before nice. it got smashed. For How could there not have been veins? Completely I was genuinely curious. No, I think some like creepy lady with pointy teeth and glasses took the arms. So I don't know. I can, I can look at it afterwards. <laughs> That's absolutely true. Uh, so oh I'll say, Alistar, you're closer towards the town center, so you kind of get there first. The eye is just kind of floating there, uh, not responsive to anything. Uh, it's at this point, Fred and Ash, you guys have exited the scrapyard and come towards the town center. Uh, and you see Alistair, uh, whom it's up to you if you've met before, as well as uh, this eyeball floating there, uh, just kind of waiting for you guys to all group up. Um, hi. I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh. Hey, Alistair. Oh, How's yeah. it going, Fred? Yeah, Fred, it would, I, it's good to see you again. Uh, just be careful with those hugs. I am quite literally skin and bones. Uh, oh, well, you know, they're full of love, man. No, I get that. Love is fine, but uh, just be careful of my ribs. Last time you hugged me, you broke like three of them. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, oh. Right, and um, who's your, your friend here? Nice to meet you. Oh, oh yeah. This is, this is Ash. Ash, this is Alistair. Hi. It's a pleasure. Yes, this is Batilda, as he motions to the blank space of air next to him. Cool. Pleasure to meet you, Batilda. Uh, this is Bone. And he points to the little metal dragon. Oh, oh that's so nice. Cute. Is uh, what type of bones are you made from? Tibias, femurs? Uh, me- it general skeleton. It's all. It's all of them. 
Oh, it's a it's a full skeleton. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Did, well, did, it's a it's a, it's a replica like... skeleton. It's it's oh. not. They're oh, they're based okay. on the designs right. of actual dragon bones, just significantly smaller scale because most no, dragons. No, no, are, that 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 no. does make sense. Yeah, no, that otherwise would be quite large, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, that's that's coming that's coming oh right excellent if you need help with bones i'm pretty good at finding them that wasn't a euphemism i promise uh, uh. <laughs> oh man mm. um would have been worse if you'd said you were good at burying them i guess uh, no no usually it's my job to take them back up is all but ooh. you know you see that the eyeball at this point is just <laughs> starting to move <laughs> um you feel like it's signaling to follow uh, as it starts leading you guys uh, out of the town center and out of the town in general, um, you guys follow in suit um, and make your way a distance away from the town to which you meet a familiar tree god. He is, uh, they are, radiating brilliant deific power, and Yggdrasil speaks to all of you. A world is in peril of unraveling again, threatening our way of existence across the multiverse. I have gained information that there is a rogue faction that threatens us. This new civilization and the infinity of realms beyond here, with its ignorance and aggression, I cannot directly interfere with this faction, as it is dictated through fate beyond what can be explained to you through language. I can only show you visions of a future that may await us if nothing is done. Uh, and at this point, you guys retreat into your mind's eye. And in your minds, you see a prophecy laid out before you. Uh, the tree on which you stand rots away from underneath you. The civilization that you have uh, all worked to build falls through into a void of nothingness. In the nothingness rises an infinite number of red eyes that pierce the darkness. The stars above this darkness merge into a single large sun that burns an orange glow that shifts to blood red and back again. You witness the red eyes circle this new song as it quickly flickers from orange to blood red faster and faster, and it burns away one by one of these eyes until the sun burns out entirely and dies, leaving nothing but the void. And you guys snap back out of this vision, and each still speak to you once again. I have learned from others in the past, and from a close confidant, that perhaps teleporting humanoids through portals shaped from my eye is, quote, weird, and as such... I have elected to do this instead. Uh, and you see in front of him, he rises a large wooden door with reinforced steel like bridges uh, going across it on either side. And he goes, Is, is this more acceptable as a mode of transportation, Ash? Me? You're, You're the, the only, only one that has done this before. Oh, uh, no, I don't care. Noted. Yeah, as, as for, for the rest of you, do you understand the weight of what lies before us? Well... I mean, oh, sorry, I interrupted no, you. No, by all means, my old friend, no. no, I'm more of an observation, but why is it that all the evil things are always red? That is also um, noted. Hey, I, I don't like that. Uh, just to remind mean, everyone, not, Ash is a full hobgoblin. <laughs> right, no, present company excluded. I just mean, whenever you see, like, evil things, they're always holding, like, red laser swords, or, like, shooting off red spells, or shooting, like, red lasers from their hands, or they have the spooky red eyes. It's just... It just seems a bit typecasty, you know? I know, it's it's kind of annoying, you know, the stigma, it's been pretty, you know, people see me and... Oh, you know. Well, I mean, what we have to do is we have to see it for what it is, and we have to accept it, be it whatever it is. Because at the end of the day, we're all creatures, you know? Alright, so everyone other than Fred, do you understand the weight of what lies ahead of you? Yeah, yeah, no, that, that, I mean... 
a general observation aside, that seemed pretty bad. So yeah, I think we should probably try our best to prevent that from happening. I'm going to be real. I understood before you invaded my head, and I really would have preferred that you asked before. I mean, that's also a pretty fair point. Now I have ghosts talking in my head all the time anyway, so... I understood. You see that um, he, like, like a branch kind of, like, snaps off for a second, lands in his palm, and he eats it. Uh, and he goes, I have now registered this in my essence. I'm glad this place is such a good... I guess employed a boss communication system. It feels like right. our complaints are genuinely hurt. Also, I'm completely unprepared. You got to give me like a solid 20 to get back at my house and get my yeah. gear. I'm basically in my PJs. No, no I, I just, I assumed, assumed that, that, that that would have to happen again. So don't worry. I'll just, I'll, I'll wait here. Uh, this is not the first time this has happened. So you can all shoot up, I suppose. Oh, right. I'm, uh, I'm ready. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll wait here. Hey. All right. So meet back here in 20 minutes then. Okay. Okay. Uh, time. Well, I mean, air yeah. quotes. Twenty minutes. Yeah. Count it out. Count it out. All right. One with that. Two with that. <laughs> as, you, as you just watch Alistair just go walking back down the branch. <laughs> uh, Ash just presses a little count. button. Ash just presses a little button in Bone's side, and you can hear like a little metronome. Tick, 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 tick. About uh, like fifty feet down the branch. Damn it! Lost count. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I don't know if I we need to run my scene. I had my suit up scene very early on. Uh, Ash goes, <laughs> grabs his shit, comes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full um, terracotta plate, sword buckled at the hip, giant belt over his back, spiders underneath his plating, uh, and dragon on his head. Uh, Daedra is not at his side this time. Neither is Cotton. Mm, okay, gotcha. Uh, and then for Alistair, do you want to tell us any equipment that you may be going to get? So, yeah, Alistair goes back to uh, his little bungalow there, and um, it looks like he has, like, actively gone out of his way to try and block out as much light as possible. Um, mm. But, like, his whole little, like, living setup is definitely, like, a hodgepodge of, like, if you think of every yard sale you've ever been to, or, like, an estate sale more so, where it's mm. just got, like, all that kind of, like, the old looking furniture that's possibly wrapped in plastic like everything has just it's just a hodgepodge of just really mismatched like grandma furniture um <laughs> nice it's like what you can't really take it with you you know um so he you know goes and you know pulls out like his uh scale mail which if you look closely like his scale mail is actually um pairs of coins like uh, like the ovals, like set over the eyes of for the ferryman, just punctured, oh, yeah. turned into like a set of like a scale mail that goes reaches from like his shoulders to his knees. So he just pulls like this tattered black jacket over, um, and wraps like this surprisingly well knit scarf. Um, that seems to be like the newest thing that he owns. That he like kind of like takes a little longer to actually kind of like press and hold on to before pressing like a little like stick pin into it. Um, you know, grabs his belt with a uh, very ornate looking scabbard that he like reaches out and pulls in like a half, like a broken blade. Like he just pulls out of like, specs. He's like, well, Nayara, here we go then. And just this ghostly manifestation of this very pissed off looking bald elf woman in like very ornate but very old looking kind of monk like feudal monk attire or feudal like chinese monk attire just very like right then so explain to me 
again, how this is going to progress my whole thing. Well, I don't think I need to do that, but all right. Um, so again, the more I stay alive, the more you have a host to do your job to watch over the other thing that's currently locked up in Amber. You get that, right? Fine. And she dematerializes back into the sword as he sheaths it and just god it's like having a roommate that just doesn't pay rent you, and, uh, you see a ghost on your couch just uh eating like ghost chips go i hear you yeah yeah see jim gets it <laughs> just nods yeah see okay He's... jim if you could just do me a favor maybe vacuum a bit is all that's all i'm asking for just oh yeah sorry um, I'll get right on it after this bag. That He's been way, eating that no, bag for 30 years. Yeah, yeah, no, right, fair. Um, either that or, you know, the feather dusters over in the corner there, if you could just maybe get some of the cobwebs in the corner. Mm-hmm. Right. Good talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Alistair just kind of <laughs> rolls his eyes again and leaves. <laughs> All right. So, um, uh, DM. Fred, yeah? Fred needs to do something yeah um yeah this is part of his suit up um the reason why he said he was technically ready was because the way he gets his warhammer is something very artistically unique um what you see what you guys see fred do um after alistair and ash walk away to do their thing is fred sits on the ground pretzel legged and then begins to pray with you know both hands out in that very classic position that everyone can memorize um and as fred is concentrating about all of his emotions and all of his thoughts his hands start to glow in this very green you know energetic light and then uh, a circle appears in front of him and all of a sudden inscriptions and ruins start to you know appear on this circle and it summons his warhammer and it like comes up out of the ground and it's this physical weapon that he then grabs and you, you see like the aura kind of spread throughout his entire body. Now, again, this has no mechanical anything. It's just a visual. And, you know, it, he, you see him do like a, like a fancy spin with it and it's as light as a feather in his hand. And it's just a majestic warrior pose that strikes next. And you, you see like for a split second, Fred is no longer this caring soul but is this very dramatic, very over-the-top professional when it comes to wielding this Warhammer. And then he goes back to, all right, well, um, that's enough energy for one day. I see uh, Yggdrasil's just like staring <laughs> that at was it. That was the whole day. That was the whole day's worth of energy. Yep. Just spent all my spell slots. <laughs> <laughs> just to summon his hammer and make it look cool. Time to long rest. Yeah, it was. It was what? It was summon greater steed, pyrotechnics, pyrotechnics, light, pyro <laughs> magic weapon, pyrotechnics. Yeah, just all of it. Uh, so looks down at you. I just like I, I may have underestimated you, Fred. Oh well, um, I mean. I had to protect my friends, you know? It's all about the love, man. Idrisil nods. It, it is, is all, all about, about the love, love man. <laughs> he reaches out for a fist bump. Oh, um, um, you see Fred kind of just reaches out with both hands and kind of just like hugs the fist bump with both hands. <laughs> oh. Is this how you're um, supposed to do this? Well, you know, it's an embrace. It's meant with love, man. Thank, Thank you, you for this. this. 
Embrace. Right. I was, You're welcome. I was so hoping you were going to say that Idrisil would pull the fist back and like wipe the top of their head. Just go, ooh. <laughs> and just Fred went to match the fist bump. And just like really just out of left field be a douche. Just, ooh, nice <laughs> no. try. Too slow. No, unfortunately, Idrisil was not thinking of pranking Fred. <laughs> Too uh, slow, turtle boy. I guess I- <laughs> Idrisil and Fred hang out for the 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> and eventually they, they play they play chopsticks on like the fingers but each still has an unfair advantage because they've so many more just hands keep growing more fingers <laughs> fred has three <laughs> fingers as a turtle so it's just like it. just three it's so, it's so mean <laughs> ha, oh, ha, yeah. ha. i win again uh and at this point uh ash alistair you guys Come back to the door. You see Fred uh, lose a game of chopsticks again. Fully retracted into his shell. Oh. Fully retracted. See, Idrisil is kind of like not sure what to do. <laughs> were, you, were you bullying this poor fellow? Was that? I, I, don't, don't, I don't think so. No, he's probably just mm-hmm. taking a nap. You see uh, Fred come out of his, sh- the sh- just the head pop out. And he goes and he addresses, well, um, I mean, I was just feeling tired because I kept losing. So it's okay. I, I, I'm just I, very, very good, good at this game. game. You feel you felt tired from losing. Well, what? Lost is okay. exhausting. Okay, we're not gonna get into that. Uh, cause uh, ha, ha, I can feel things. What? The door. What happened? Yeah. So should we just go? To, do we just walk? Like, should we knock first? No, no you, you can, can definitely, definitely just walk, walk right in. in. Go there now, and I will be watching. watching. Is there a handle? Do we just push it? You just, just push it. Push it. It's just a push. I will return you when your mission is successful. Return balance to this world, and you shall be rewarded. I the rewards are actually pretty good thing to do for people who do this kind of thing. I was literally no employee ever. I always prefer pizza over raises. I was angle you're taking with this character, you sure? I, I shall default, default to pizza on your return. Honestly, hug, food, is, food is not a bad reward. We're a little tight on food. Is, is it right? Yeah. I will scour the multiverse as to what this pizza is, and I shall make sure that it is here on your uh, return. Wait, weren't those two cats doing something with the rats, turning them into, like, chickens and such? Uh, we could just eat the rats. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, chicken does taste better. I, I, I prefer rat myself. Oh, well. Teach their own anyway. Uh, Multiverse is unraveling, by the way. Uh, yes, no, we should probably. Uh, We've got time. <laughs> Alistair. You, you had time. For the door. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so oh, you come guys... on. I, I thought that one was good. <laughs> <laughs> you guys push open this door. As you guys uh, enter through the door, the door shuts immediately behind you and phases out of reality. Uh, before you guys can uh, get your bearings, everyone make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, God. Okay. What a terrifying phrase. How about a 16 for Fred? Okay, you pass. This is, this is 7. 7. And a 10. And a 10. On a 7 and a 10, uh, Ash and Alistair, uh, as you enter in through this door, immediately you feel a fling um, of force as you guys are thrown across this room that you are currently in. You land hitting the wall and fall prone. You both take two damage, bludgeoning. 
and at this point, you guys can actually get a glimpse of your surroundings. Um, you uh, are able to take this in. Uh, and as you take the moment to catch up with what's happening around you, you seem to be in the hull of a ship. You see that there are crates sliding about that are some are tied down, others have become unstrapped and are kind of rolling back and forth on the ship as it sways. Um, you see that a crew hand is dead on the ground next to you uh, with a basket of cannonballs that it looks like they were trying to bring upside has crushed them in that last fling of the ship. Um, you can assume that he was taking them up for the cannons of the ship that you're on. In the hull, uh, the crates are all different sizes. Um, you see that some are slightly ajar, some are a little open. Uh, and above you, you hear cannon fire as well as the shouting of sailors. Um, anyone can go ahead and make me a perception check if they like. Absolutely. I'm going to actively choose not to for a little reason I'll reveal later. Um, Fred got a 12. Okay. Yeah, 13 for Al. No, 14, actually, for Alistair. Okay. On a 12 and a 14, you guys don't hear an ocean outside. Oh, that's weird. Um, also, what's an ocean? <laughs> no. I was a landlocked country where I came from, so, like, I don't know what notion is. Uh, narrator smacks you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so surely you must know what an, <clears throat> what an ocean is. Um, <laughs> you guys, uh, also, with the, that perception, um, you glance over to the deckhand that uh, is off to the side that's dead. You see that he has a strange mask on his face. It looks like to be like, I think like a gas mask meets like, um, like just a facial covering, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So it's it doesn't have like the filters in the bottom, but it does have that clear kind of um, uh, like oxygen mask, basically. Um, and you see a collection of five more masks on the wall next to the stairs leading above uh, uh, this current floor. Um, you guys can also go ahead if you'd like to inspect the mask and make me an investigation check. Um, God, that that guy doesn't look very good. You think he's still alive, Ash? Uh, can I ask a question to the DM real quick? Of course. We're in the bottom level of the hole. There's no like portholes or anything here. It's just completely encased. Uh, right now that you're completely encased, this seems to be like a small ship. This doesn't look like as big. Okay. Uh, so Ash is without a porthole to lean out of. Ash is in the corner, one hand on stomach, one hand on wall, actively trying not to vomit. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I oh. mean, Ash seems pretty occupied, but in my professional opinion, yes, this man's pretty, pretty dead. Oh, I wanted to give him a hug. He looked like he was in distress. I mean, see... most likely he was before he died. Then he died, and I can guarantee you a lot of his distress kind of melted away. You see, like, half his face is crushed in, his chest is totally caved in in the, the front. Like, he's, he's so, so dead. Um, <laughs> I mean, that, like, uh, I mean, that just should have just gone without a, like, yeah, no, he's dead. He's dead, Fred. Oh, <laughs> Fred's I couldn't dead, baby. Save Fred's another dead. one, another oh. one to my list of people that I couldn't help. I don't, I mean, to be fair, Fred, this happened before you got here, and it's not like you met him or anything, so... No, but I need to help all the people I can, and now, right, and now and I can't, and... Because and, they won't hear you. Oh. Fred, 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 I've been there. You can help so many people, you can't help everyone. We weren't here. There's nothing you could have done. We were in a place outside of time, literally no matter how long we took on the other side of that door. We would have come in, and it would have been the same scene. The guy would have still been dead. Right. right. I mean, even if you were here, what you would have just taken the cannonball crush. Think about it. You see, Fred is like visually defeated, and like a small tear is shed. 
Oh, I'm sorry. It's all right. I mean, you will do our best with the next one, is all. Oh, oh, okay. Right. See, um, like, see, right. Ash is leaning against Fred for support, trying not to fall over. Bone is on the ground, dragging a small, like, velvet napkin over the dead guy's face. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess Alistair's going to try taking a look at these masks. Cool. Oh, nat 20. For 20 nat 20. <laughs> uh, you, wow, the nat 20. You immediately can tell that this is used uh, to breathe in oxygen in extreme air pressure conditions. Um, oh. Right out the gate, you understand like this is meant to uh, basically stabilize your internal like body to withstand high pressures from winds, um, from height, whatever it may be, from ocean. Uh, this is kind of like uh, a multi-tool uh, for breathing. It's like a rebreather. Um, you see that all five are functional on the wall. The one that's on the body is gone, kaput. Uh, and because you immediately were able to get a nat 20, you specifically can tell that this is for high, um, like height. This is this is for very like high up in the atmosphere level of oxygen. That's what the purpose of the mask is for. Right. So what the point question... of the mask is sorry. <laughs> question for you two. Um, do you know what happens when you overfill a balloon? Uh, yeah. Um, I know what happens when my heart doesn't work and I can't give enough love. No, no. All right. No, okay. That wasn't so, the question, Fred. No, that was not at all the question. So, all right. So, picture <laughs> a balloon, a nice, a nice round thing. You blow air into it. And if you blow it up too much, it eventually just kind of pops, right? Oh, yeah. Physics wasn't exactly um my strong suit. I mean, all right. I mean, we'll cover that one later. Surely but... you've met Connie. They've been going around the camp. Like, they blow balloons constantly. Right, right. That, that clown that just kind of pops around. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah right. they've been, they've been campaigning little... for something. I don't know. Right, you yeah, know, little, those little doggies that they like to hand out sometimes. Made of, like, that, that like, squeaky plastic stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You know what happens when you hug it too tight and it pops? Oh, um, well... Uh, normally, I, I I I like to not not hurt my friends, so I, I barely no, 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 the balloon hug that one. The, the the toy, the little doggy thing. That like the, the point being, if you don't want that to happen inside your chest, I suggest we maybe put these. You should you should have led with that. Okay. I, oh, okay. Yeah, I can I can get behind that. Right. Gosh, it's like you're right. <laughs> so you guys take these masks just, off the wall. Alistair just puts it on and just like. <laughs> Ash, <laughs> Ash going against every airline safety video puts one on Bone first, who does not need to breathe, and then puts one on himself. There absolutely is a book that is like at the front uh, area <laughs> by the masks that, like, when you flip through it, it is like a flight attendant showing you to put your mask on before a turtle's mask on. Um, <laughs> In the event of a water landing, your cushion can be used as a flotation device. <laughs> Alistair looks around. I don't see any cushions around here. <laughs> Maybe they meant cannonball. Oh, I don't. You know, if we run into anyone, we might need to ask about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so at this point, you guys put on the mask. What are you guys doing? Um, I guess looking for a door. Yeah, you see up the stairs. There's there's a like solid steel door. Um, other than that, there doesn't seem to be an exit down here or any other type of like uh, window or or anything like that. Google real quick. How heavy is a crate of cannonballs? <laughs> also, while you're googling that, 
Um, Fred is actively going over and inspecting our um, dead friend and looking for anything that's, you know, uh, descriptive of the person's name or some kind of crew they're a part of or something of that nature. He wants to um, give respect to this lost soul. Sure. Give me uh, another investigation check. Okay. That's a, ooh, here we go. This is a, oh, never mind. It's a, it's a raw 17. That's, that's good. Uh, you, you don't really find too much, like, you don't find, like, any type of, like, official document, like, on him or, like, any name tag or anything. You do find mm. a very bloody letter, uh, inside his coat, uh, that seems to still be sealed. It is, you know, covered in blood, but you think that, like, if you open it up, the letter inside might actually still be salvageable. Mm. Uh, and but that's probably the only identifier that is possible on him. Okay. Yeah, no, um, yeah, Fred definitely opens it up. So you just kind of use your claw and, and open up the letter. You see that this is Gently. like, uh, you see that this is like um, a privateer uh, like uh, form basically uh, to sign up for um, collecting bounties uh, on pirates, and it is uh, signed off by. Um, it doesn't seem to make any sense. It just looks like a symbol. Uh, you, there's no like actual. Um, word of like who signed this or like what company or organization or guild anything like that it's just a symbol of what it represents and you see that it's a skyscraper that's piercing the sun uh is the symbol at the end um that uh is signed off as this being a sailor underneath that flag mm. okay so what was the symbol again describe it please so it's like a skyscraper that's piercing the sun skyscraper so you... That's uh, piercing the sun. Okay, got it. Great. Uh, that's that's about it. Um, on there, you see like just kind of like going rates and stuff. Uh, you know. Right. Yeah. No. Um. Fred. Fred definitely sheds another tear and um holds the letter close to his chest, and uh, he goes and he looks around. Um. So what do we do now, guys? This person is definitely gone. Yeah. No. Not much we can do about that, really. Um. Best thing we can do, I suppose, is uh maybe someone else. And hope that they're still alive. You still hear, like, cannon shots going on above. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, I mean, it seems like if we stay down here much longer, there's always a chance that, you know, the ship might go down with us in it. So I'd rather be at least topside when that happens. Uh, so Ooh. can I ask the DM, the, the cannonballs this dead guy was carrying, is it like a hand tray of a few cannonballs or like a full-size crate? It is, it is like a crate of cannonballs. This thing was really, like, it, it was probably about, like, six. There's no way he was actually going to bring it up. Like, it looks like he mm. must have struggled with this and didn't realize, like, this would be possible. Like, it, it looks like this guy's, like, fresh uh, sailor, and he made a mistake, and it cost him his life. Uh, okay. There's a lot Jesus. of cannonballs in this crate. Okay, six, like, strong. We're talking about, like, six, six, seven. One, like, okay. outside that rolled away. Yeah, definitely going to, like, push a few off, get this cannonball tray. There's going to be no more than, like, four, maybe five uh, gotcha. in, like, a little tray. And I'm just going to try and pick it up and hoist yeah, it. Yeah, I'll say, like, you just kind of, like, um, you'll have to walk slowly. So you're kind of, like, either yeah. leading the pack and everyone's walking slowly or you're in the back um, as you're kind of carrying it up with you guys. Uh, so you guys go up through the stairway, open the door. Uh, and outside, um, you guys see, one second here, uh, you guys see there is a cloudless sky um, right above you. And as you look out on the horizon, uh, you see to the, like, your right, um, you see an 
a horizon that is filled with skyscrapers that are going up further than you can actually see uh, in the atmosphere. Uh, you see that um, these buildings are insanely massive. Like these things are are crazy, crazy, crazy tall. Um, they litter the horizon in different areas, but you can actually see from your position the curvature of the planet that you are on is extremely, extremely, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's a strong curve, meaning that it is a small landmass. Like it is a small planet that you are on. Um, so these things are close together at the base, but on, as they go up, they separate into different directions. And you see other airships very far off in the distance. Um, the one that you are on, as you now see, is an airship. Uh, is propelled by a large propeller blowing through a fan um, with extra like helicopter type propellers on top of each mast. So each mast has a helicopter propeller with a giant fan behind the main mast. The main mast is being pulled by like three different sailors, like one, two, one, two, one, two, by a rope. And each time they pull it, the uh, fan goes faster and faster. When they let go, the rope goes back up and they grab it again and keep pulling it in order to keep the fan going. Uh, the cannons that are being uh, used on either side of the ship uh, are being rolled over to one side where you see that there is this large frigate-type warship that is shooting down at this corvette, this small little ship that you guys are on. You see, as all this chaos is raining around you, um, there seems to be... Uh, you see that like all these deckhands that are rushing around, they're all hooked to a harness uh, that ties itself to the center mast of this ship that is protected by a magical, like, shield. Um, Smart. So you see, like, at one point, one of the deckhands, like, as the ship, like, rattles a little bit, goes flying, grabs onto the harness, and pulls himself back on. Um, you guys are, like, holding down. Like, you're, you're, you basically, Ash, you're, like, you had to, like, put down the cannonballs and are, like, holding on to the crate for extra weight to keep yourself centered as, like, the ship is, like, shaking back and forth um you we're all like holding on to onto me holding yeah. on to the crate just you guys are like all, all like dogpiling this crate in order not to go flying um you see at the helm of this ship uh is a large goliath who's barking orders while steering the helm uh if you couldn't tell much from his much too tiny captain's hat which is about like covers maybe a fifth of his scalp if that um, you could tell based off his commanding presence that it is actually the captain of this vessel. Uh, and you hear him go, Bogo commands ye water washers to fire off the port side. Bogo wants you all to brace for an aerial maneuver afterwards. Bogo knows we'll have to board if we want to get out of this alive. Uh, and you see like all of the deckhands are like, Sir, yes, sir. No, that's not it. Remember, sir, Bogo, sir. There we go! And you see like them all starting to get into action as they're moving these cannons to the port side and pff, launching these cannonballs at this uh, large frigate. Captain There's port Bogo, left or right? Uh, I think what's the left. Probably looked at this up. No, port is actually cool. left, starboard's right. Thank you so I'm, much. I'm, so I'm saying Ash is actively shouting this out to Bago. Yeah. yeah. He, he looks down at you guys. Uh, and he goes, it's it's the direction where it's this way. Uh, and he like points that way to the left. And, <laughs> and he goes, for our audio listeners. Yeah, he points to the left. <laughs> for everyone listening and not seeing me on camera do that. 
um, which is for, everyone else. For uh, everyone too <laughs> lazy to use the electronic device you're on right now to look up which way is port. <laughs> yeah. Which way do port go? Uh, <laughs> that's a book too on the ship. Um, <laughs> it's written by Bago. <laughs> a very which, short book. It's like two pages. It's a picture which, book. It's a picture which, book. Which way do port go? And it's well-renowned sequel. Which way be starboard? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then finally, the uh, last of the trilogy, the poop deck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then the the poorly received. No, the the poop deck's got to be the poorly received spinoff. Yeah, there you go. It's the poorly received spinoff for sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Anyways, Bago looks down at you guys. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and, and he says, Bago ain't sure who in the seven clouds you are, but if you don't want to be thrown overboard after this, you gotta help out. And he points to the free harnesses uh, by the center mast for you guys to hook yourselves to. And at this point, I want everyone to roll initiative. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. We're getting, you think, you think you're getting into Cam's table and you're not going to go in combat in the first session? Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Welcome to my table. You're going to, <laughs> are you stupid gay? What? Now I have to cut that out. We're going to cancel. What did you say? How dare you? Hey, but, hey, but I, I am. I can say it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh, Damn wow. it. He has the card. <laughs> I've got the ace card. I've got all the letters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the first one, baby. <laughs> all right, I so. am no. I'm like white to the rainbow. I am you. Let me see here. Uh, when you guys have your initiatives, please go ahead and let me know. That's going to be a royal five for Fred. Wow, royal. It's going to be a, a nice, tasty, juicy 11. <laughs> juicy 11. And an average 9. Juicy 11. Glad I went first. <laughs> okay. And we had a 5 for Fred. Great. Yep. Okay, so uh, you guys see uh, that this small Corvette is fighting this large frigate-sized warship. The warship has a flag raised that has a cloud on fire as its symbol. Seeing them makes you immediately recognize them as pirates. Like you look over and you see them like fully dressed to the nines as if absolutely out of like uh, any type of media ever that has a pirate. They look like pirates. Um, you know, hook hands, guns, scimitars, all that kind of stuff. Wow, uh, really leaning into they like found a vibe that they were really trying to emulate and just kind of went for it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're really good at that kind of thing. Uh, so as they're getting their vibe out, uh, you guys also <laughs> go ahead uh, and you recognize that as the captain said, the ship is going to have a very hard time fighting this enemy ship uh, in a direct firefight, and it's going to have to get into close range fighting. Right now, you guys are kind of a distance away, but Bago is trying to maneuver in order to get closer to it at some point. Um, without a, uh, let, let me actually break down exactly how this combat is going to work. So, without a harness, if you don't strap into a harness, it is extremely difficult to maneuver around the ship without flying off. So, all movement is going to count as difficult terrain, and the ship is about 100 feet long, 30 feet wide, right? Um, if you don't have a harness, uh, you will have to use an action or a bonus action in order to grab onto something on the ship, or else you're going to have to make a dexterity saving throw. Um, the dexterity saving throw is not going to immediately send you flying off the ship and kill your character, because that's bad uh, entertainment. Um, but instead, it's going to possibly lead to that. Uh, other than that, uh, you guys are by the center of the mast already, so I'll say that you can spend your movement to click on the harness on your turn. 
or you guys can attempt to immediately move towards a cannon uh, that's nearby to you guys, a crewmate in order to give them the help action in whatever they might be doing, uh, get ready to jump onto the enemy ship as you guys pass it. Um, and for that specific action, uh, you're going to have two opportunities throughout the initiative to make a jump for it if you have positioned yourself to do so. Uh, if you're on the enemy ship, once you finally get on the enemy ship, I will go over that. But I want to give a forewarning that if you get onto the enemy ship, you're going to be engaged by six different pirates. They're all going to be targeting you directly. Um, and so for every sub-crew, I'm calling it, six pirates that you guys take away from the main fight, the damage to your ship is going to be reduced. So each turn, if there's less people on the cannons, less people manning like the ship, is going to be better for you guys on the ship, but maybe more dangerous for you as individuals. Um, you won't be able to board the enemy ship if you're harnessed, so it's dangerous to um, prepare to jump on, but it is rewarding if you guys are able to take people out on deck. If you have ranged stuff, you can also do that. Um, uh, other than that, uh, on the enemy ship, you can also hold on to something uh, using an action or a bonus action. Um, but you will also be making attacks with disadvantage. What you can do instead is you can actually um, attempt to take someone else's harness, like a pirate's harness that they have on on their ship. Um, I know there's a whole bunch of stuff I'm going through. Thank you for getting through this with me. Uh, I designed this to be pretty fucking nuts. Uh, <laughs> it's brilliant. You're welcome. Thank you, Thank you so much. Um, if you fail a deck save, like I said, you're not going to be immediately thrown off. Uh, we'll get to that when we get to that. But other than that, just to give you guys a lay of the land, there's about 19 different pirates on the enemy ship um you guys have a crew of about looks like 11 uh not including yourselves so with that said we're gonna go ahead and get combat started um we're gonna get it started we may not go through all of it in this episode that's okay we might pick back up next time we'll find out uh the first thing that you guys see is at the helm of the enemy ship is uh the enemy captain the enemy captain is barking orders, and you see that all of the uh, crewmates on the enemy ship seem to get like bolstered, like a morale boost, more or less. Um, you see that they are working a little bit faster uh, as he barks out these orders. Avast, you water washers! Take their plunder! The construction materials, they be worth plenty! Uh, and they, uh, they're all like, Ahoy! And they're cheering their, themselves. A lot of energy on the pirates and also the sailors here. Um, as he shouts that, he goes ahead, he takes out a hand crossbow and starts shooting at the, <laughs> the captain of your ship. Uh, and he just starts blasting him with his crossbow. Take this, Hoggo! It's Bogo! Ah, uh, whatever. And uh, let's see here. He gets, okay, that's a nat 20. <laughs> Uh, fantastic. Welp. <laughs> That's my there goes Bago. <laughs> Crossbow ball and head over the side of the ship. Uh, well, look wow. at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> now we're yeah. going to find out the enemy captain has repelling smite uh, or a repelling blast on crossbow bolts. <laughs> damn, damn. Yeah, absolutely. He does now. Um, <laughs> well, he takes, shit. He takes only uh, nine damage. Uh, you see that he just like uh, it like pierces his shoulder. Um, he's still like going fine. That's not even as bad as my mom used to shoot me. Uh, and you see that he's just like uh, wincing in pain to the side, but trying to give like a brave face for everybody else. Um, and he's gonna try to shoot him again. Uh, and he misses the second time. Uh, that's it for the captain. We go down an in initiative. You see that uh, a group of six different pirates are all um getting themselves ready for cannons. So two cannons are gonna get shot at the ship. 
I'm gonna roll for those right now. Uh, miss on the ship, and also a miss on the ship. Wow. Uh, you see these cannons go flying. Um, just one of them barely misses. Uh, the second one barely misses. It goes like over your heads. You guys kind of have to duck a little bit uh, as things are like rattling. You guys are like moving by like the winds and everything. It's pretty crazy. Um, at this point, uh, another one goes like just just like not shooting well enough at all, just flies off behind you guys. Uh, another crew is going to go. They're going to do the exact same thing. They're going to take a few shots. Oh my God, now I'm rolling like terrible. Um, oh no, how bad for you? Oh, thank no. God I, I landed that one. Yeah, shut up, guys. Shut up. <laughs> this let is me, the way of the DMs. You don't, oh, you don't oh, get to complain about great. bad rolls. I rolled great for damage, though, so it's fine. It's uh, all fine. So you see that the, the hull of this ship uh, gets blasted. Um, where you guys were before, like down in like the hull, it just like tears open from this cannonball going in one way and like rolling, and you can like hear like the squishing of more bones uh, as like the person underneath. Oh is just like crushed by a second another cannonball after their death it's brutal well that um, sounds excessive don't it <laughs> fred involuntarily winters like he's already dead like you don't need to make a more paste out of him <laughs> says alistair to no one in particular <laughs> you see like a crewmate is just like nodding i know i knew that guy i was at his he wedding Oh, that's even more tragic, really. I mean, that's... I'm just compartmentalizing till we're out of the situation. It's very right, sad. I mean, you might have to re, uh, you know, uh, identify the body later, but it's going to be really hard if he's turned into spaghettios. Yeah, maybe not. Can we not talk about him at like spaghettios? Is that okay? I mean, I, I'm going to go ready this cannon. You, you know, I don't know you who you do are. That. Yeah, yeah. No, you see, like, it's a very awkward you. exit. He's just like <laughs> nods at you and kind of like looks at you a little too long and then like walks over to the cannon. Um, <laughs> I think he was flirting with me. (laughs) (laughs) So this time, uh, your crew is going to go. They're going to shoot their own cannons at the enemy ship. You guys have three different cannons. You don't have as many as they do. Um, They have double that. The first one hits. The second one hits. Both of them hit. Uh, Let me go ahead and roll their damage as well. Are these good cannons? Are they bad cannons? Are they... I I missed the the instruction of which cannons are firing. Is it ours or It's your cannons. It's good cannons. Okay, good Uh, cannons. They they do very good damage on the first one. Let's go. I'd love to see it. And they do even better damage on the second one. My God. Okay. Beautiful. Uh, you guys have done more damage to the frigate than they've done to you. Uh, just get wrecked. By, you know, the, yeah, get wrecked. Um, <laughs> you guys are destroying them. Good job, guys. You're doing great. Yeah. yeah. Keep up the work, I'm just rolling for myself because you guys all rolled terrible. In <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. All yeah, right. I definitely did it intentionally. Yeah, it's all <laughs> your fault. You could have lied. You could have said nat 20. You yeah. Know? Yeah, you know, like that's that's what I'm gonna spend my nat twenty on. I mean, yeah, I just everyone... spent it on an investigation check. Apparently, there you <laughs> go. Um, well, you know, if you didn't figure out that was used for breathing, you guys may have popped like a balloon at least. Right. So. Like I said. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so we're gonna go with the juicy eleven ash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it is your turn right now. So we are close enough to the harness to bolt ourselves in. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm going to say just for mechanical purposes for you guys, at 10 in initiative, so right after Ash's turn, uh, is going to be an opportunity to jump onto the enemy ship. And then at 20 on initiative is going to be another opportunity to jump on the enemy ship. If you hold your action to do that, then um, in that turn, you're not going to get targeted by crewmates as they're still in the operating of shooting off cannons. The next turn, they're going to start targeting. Does that make sense? Well, everybody, like, will... 
uh, Fred and Alistair be able to take this opportunity to leap onto the enemy ship now, or will they have to wait until they have a turn and initiative? Uh, they will have to wait for their turn in order to get and then hold their over. action to do it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. They can Got still it. use their bonus action to like hold on to the ship so they don't have to make a deck save um, if they decide to do that. Uh, and then they can use their held action to jump on. Then the next round following that, you guys will have the opportunity to do combat with uh, different pirates on board. Okay. Uh, so the first thing Ash is going to do is clip themselves into a harness, uh, sticking on the boat this time. But he's going to look at the two of you. Who's going on? Who's boarding? Well, I mean, if 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 we're being serious with the situation, I I I feel like I'm a a, a mobile fortress. You know, I I I very much can do the protect. Alistair, are you going on too? I mean, I could, but I mean, I'm just worried. Are we going? Are you nimble? Like, well, you... if well, I mean, you know, I did, I did get my morning stretches in, but it, it's usually not the best for me to make a jump. Right, that's what I mean. I mean, don't worry. All right, don't worry about it. I, I might be able to give you a hand with that. Don't worry, friend. Okay, so we're gonna jump. I mean, I guess, right? I oh, mean... we're gonna jump. Both of you? Okay. Uh, that's all I needed to hear. I'm picking you, Alistair. Uh, Ash is going to look to you, and Ash is going to look to you and just kind of hold his uh, arm out, and Bone kind of runs up and like across his arm and just licks clean like across your face, like as, getting as much in one swab as possible. Uh, and you feel like this kind of something something laced in uh the the silk tongue of bone like kind of rub in your face and you feel this like your your heart starts to pump a little bit faster and you feel like this kind of almost combat drug kick in uh just as you see oh. simultaneously ash weaken a little bit uh and he's just going to go ahead and cast warding bond on you oh right then yeah so uh you're so long as you're within 60 feet of him uh you, let me let me read out all the effects. So long as you're within 60 feet, you get a plus one bonus to armor class and saving throws, and oh, you shit. have resistance to all damage, so long as oh, I take shit. the other half. Because <laughs> okay. uh, I know Fred's a little bit of a walking fortress uh, with a lot of health and capability to keep themselves alive. You're right. a little bit more lanky and fragile, in, in Ash's eyes, at least. Right. I mean, all right. <laughs> I know mechanically you're not. It's just I mean, like that. Right. No, that's fair. I mean, sure. I don't look, I don't cut much of an intimidating... I mean, I am kind of intimidating, but oh, it's all right. I get it. He has a shield the size of his body on his back right, and no, his I front. It. I mean, yeah. compare apples to oranges, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you can take a little bit more damage. You're a little, I guess, coked up would be the right word. So go no, wild. Definitely. Yeah, no, it's it's been a while since, you know, it's been at least since Rush Week. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Ash cast Warding Bond and is just going to, doesn't have anything to do with his bonus action. So he's just going to pull all the arrows from his quiver where they were kind of sitting loosely and jostling around uh, like as the ship was flying and he's just going to jab each of them into the floor around him, get into a kneeling position, hooked in with a harness and pull out his bow. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, all right. Very cool. You're harnessed. You don't need to make any deck saving throws. You're good. Uh, at this point it's 10. You guys kind of come by uh, uh, the enemy ship. Alistair, Fred, you guys have not been able to get in position to jump yet. Um, but it does move on to Alistair's turn. So, Alistair, what would you like to do? Uh, definitely clip in. You're going to clip in as well? Yes. Well, okay. mm, no, I suppose. When I can clip in and at least get myself close enough to the railing that were we to get close enough to 
the enemy ship, I can make the I can unclip and jump, right? So yes, um, you could do that. It's mechanically going to be the same thing because here's the the way that it'll work is you can use your bonus action to hold on to the railing or something on board in order not to make the dexterity saving throw, but then oh, hold okay. your own action to jump over if you prefer that. Um, mm. Is up to you because uh, har- wrapping into the harness, I've decided is uh, a using your movement. Gotcha. Uh, hmm. I mean, because I need that bonus action for stuff, but it's all right. Um, you don't. I mean, you don't have to hold no, on. No, no, it's fine. I mean, I'm decent at those, but I think actually, in that's the case. I think Alistair's gonna, I guess, rush towards the, uh, you know, the <clears throat> railing, the edge of the ship. There, mm-hmm. uh, getting ready to broaden, you know, come up aside. As he does so, he draws his broken blade, the spectral form of Nayara, like infusing around it to complete the shape of the longsword to create a blade made of ghostly energy. As he like rushes up and like grabs hold, you know, bonus action grabs hold railing and holds his action to jump. Very good. Awesome. He's like, all right then, bring it bitches. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So uh moves on from initiative from Alistair to another part of the enemy crew. The enemy crew is gonna fire two more cannons off on your ship. Miss again, finally a hit. Holy shit. My God. <laughs> Love to see it. Uh, damn, I'm rolling so well on this damage. Uh, yeah, you guys are feeling the ship take a good amount of damage um, from these. Uh, the ship right now, it's not like bloodied in terms of mechanically. Um, it is starting to feel more damaged the more shots that are going into this. So it is paramount for you guys to try to stop these shots. To be fair, I mean, I'd be more concerned if the ship was bleeding. <laughs> oh, oh. If the no, ship that's... was bloodied, that'd be pretty rough, wouldn't it? Every time it gets hit, we just hear, ah! <laughs> I mean, Blowtech might be a bit more bloody than it was before. Oh. I mean, all things considered. Okay. Um, that all said, that's just their turn. Fred, it is right. uh, your go. Cool. Uh, DM, questions? Yes, First. questions. What is the harness material made out of? The harness material uh, itself, it has like a seatbelt kind of thing, right? So mm-hmm. um, have you ever done like the bungee jump? Kind of like you, you kind of... Never have. No. So it's kind of like uh, you you pull it out, like you put kind of like outside underpants in a way. Um, like you go one leg in at a time and then strap in with like a seatbelt around you. And then you cl- it has like a clip on the back that you can like clip onto the actual wiring and it's like a type of like wire it's not like rope um it's it's almost like it's it's like reactive to your pull is this so essentially what i'm getting from this is it's like difficult nylon that 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 the material is made out yeah you you could yeah for sure okay and then another question is the clip a quick release clip uh is it a quick release clip i would say it would probably have to be for safety purposes just in case something went wrong Uh uh-huh Okay, noted. Um, so first thing that Fred is going to do is definitely strap themselves in. Cool. And then the next thing they're going to do is they're going to talk to, was it Bo- Bogo? Yeah, Bago. Bago. Hey, um, Bago, I, I, got, I got a bit of an idea. All right, I'm all ears, lad. That's how um, his name Oh, Bago's all ears, lad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, myself. So, do you think you could do something crazy for me and like steer the ship and like tilt it 90 degrees and then tilt it back another 90 degrees and effectively make a slingshot? Because we're all tied in anyway, right? I'm you, not. 
<laughs> you want Bago to pull a a ninety ninety? Well, almost a ninety ninety. We don't want the cannons to fall off. Uh, Bago. All right, we've practiced it. Bago thinks we could do it. Are you sure? Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, you see, Bago nods. <laughs> so before before um okay all right Ugh. um okay so uh get get ready to do it but don't don't do it yet i want to make sure everyone's on board with the same idea yeah i bago doesn't have uh his action till next round anyways <laughs> <laughs> um, right there's some six second intervals are pretty rough <laughs> <laughs> oh they're killer man <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this idea ash me I'm man. I'm belted in. Do whatever you want. And 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 Alistair, are you ready to fly? Um, I mean, I suppose I don't. What's the plan here? Hold up. Well, <laughs> basically, we're gonna we're gonna get to the one side of the ship, and then it's gonna rock one way, and then right. we'll get jerked the other way, and then right as it's about to be the end of you know the harness, we'll unclip ourselves. And then we'll get fl- flung. All right, minor, 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 minor criticism with that one. I'm not clipped into a harness. Oh, well, that's why I'm asking <laughs> if everyone's ready. I mean, I suppose if we're ready for it, I mean, I guess I could be. Uh, I'm going to have to be. I already spent my action economy for this turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my nose is bleeding. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, my nose. <laughs> just uh, so, Fred, are you holding your action to unclip yourself as you get along? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. But absolutely. but I, I don't want it to happen unless everyone is ready for this. Right. Well, here's the thing is before Bago's turn, uh, Alistair will have an opportunity to jump on from their position anyways. Okay. Uh, so they can, he can go ahead and, and make that jump and then you guys can go ahead and pull the maneuver. Um, okay. <laughs> It's all right. I'll write all your epitaphs. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just going to need an itemized list of your crew is all. No. Bago doesn't I mean, know how to write, so I don't have any records, but we can ask my first mate. Right. I mean, worst case, I'll just make up names as I go. It's fine. Sounds good. Uh, <laughs> at this point, uh, Fred, that's it for your turn as you're holding your action. Absolutely. Uh, goes back up to the top of initiative at initiative 20. Uh, the ship is close enough. Alistair, if you'd like to go ahead and make an acrobatics check in order to okay. jump to the other ship, you may do so. You may also use athletics. Uh, I would rather the acrobatics than athletics. Uh, so that's a total of a 19. 19 does it for sure. Uh, so you go ahead, describe how you jump over to the ship. So I think like Alistair just kind of like crouches a bit. As soon as it gets close enough, he just definitely just leaps, like flying, kind of floating through the air, just like almost like just halloween decoration caught in the wind um <laughs> as he like lands like kind of like action movie style with his glowing ghost blade out and just all right then i'm ready for you uh you see like the the crew is too busy like loading a cannon to like turn around and deal with you but one of them does and is like oh shite that one's scary lads uh and like, i, I mean like, i wasted all that was a bit. that was like a full-on like three-point landing and it really you see I the mean, captain is staring at you He's like, I saw it. It was pretty cool. Oh, he, he saw it. All right. As long as someone caught that. <laughs> Arguably, I'm the most important person on board to see that. So, you know. Right. Boys, no, I, you know, you're not wrong. We're still going to kill you. 
but oh, that's you know, unfortunate. that was good. <laughs> no, no, right, great. All right, at least we got that covered. <laughs> I mean, they'll believe it when I tell them it was great. So you know, it's fine. I mean, I'll. I mean, as long as you can do it from beyond the grave is all. Yeah, you too. Uh, and he takes a crossbow and starts shooting at you. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's go ahead. The other pirates are not gonna aim at you right now. Um, first one misses. Second one, I assume, is gonna hit with a twenty-two. Uh, it's in that moment, like you see him just kind of like hold up like his left arm in front of him, and just you see these kind of like whispering clouds of ghosts appear around him as he casts shields. Awesome. Uh, cool. so that brings my AC up to a twenty-four. Ooh, by fifty percent of spell slots. Uh, uh, no, no, I still got bard slots. Bard oh, slot. that's right. <laughs> you cheating? Uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, so you see that like pew pew, these crossbow bolts just go flying off. The right, and it's just caught down. by like one of these like spectral ghosty figures who like lips off the captain as it just <laughs> whirls around him. Oh, that just ain't really polite. No, no, it's all right. I mean, I did train them to do that, but <sighs> well, I Painful. trained my crew to do this. Fun! The crew's gonna go now and start shooting at your ship. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Trained <laughs> them. Right? No, it's Everyone's it's gonna like miss. everyone's gonna miss. You know, you, you... everyone's gonna miss. My God, I roll so bad for these cannons. It's insane. It is. I think you could probably use a bit more training. Is all I'm saying. I I want to run them through the ringer after this. Uh, right. I mean, but... there's. It, oh it's cute of you to think that there's an after this. It's crazy that like I miss, <laughs> but then when I roll damage, it's so above average every time. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, this is an insane hit on the ship. Uh, let me do this. Okay, the ship is starting to look like fucked up. It it looks is like it... it's starting to to wear and tear pretty hard. Um, that's it for two of the three uh, uh, cannon crews, and, and then we go back to Ash. Back to little old me. How exciting. Okay, it's time for me to start getting to take my pot shots with my repeating shot bow. Uh, me, little little Swiss <laughs> hobgoblin. Um, yeah, so I'm just gonna, uh, having taken a knee and embedded my arrows into um, the ship, I'm first, uh, just as a precaution, I don't think I measured this, my intent is to slide as close to the railing as possible. Uh, to sure. make sure that warding bond stays up on Alistair because it dissipates if I'm more than 60 feet away. Mm -hmm. So I want to be at like the very edge of the boat, basically like feet planted against the rail, like firing almost straight down as I'm propping myself sideways on the deck. Um, gotcha. And I'm just going to go ahead and take some pot shots. Uh, two shots. The first arrow I knock, um, you see it's rather than like a, sim a simple standard pointed arrow, uh, it's like a conical shape at the top. And as I knock it on the bow, you can see the little mechanical spiders, uh, a little swarm of them, flow out from underneath the armor, down my arm, oh, no. and crawl into the cone. <laughs> oh. uh, and I'm just going to go ahead and knock my Vox Seeker onto the edge of this arrow, and I'm going to fire at the captain. Oh, sick. All right. Uh, roll the hit. Uh, so 25. No, definitely, 26. Definitely hits. Definitely hits. Uh, it's not... That especially much damage, but it does have a fun effect since I did my Vox Seeker arrow. <laughs> Ooh, only five points of damage. Okay. Um, uh, piercing damage. But as the arrow hits, the little spiders swarm out of the cone and coat around, specifically around his like lower jaw and throat. Uh, and these things are attracted to sound. So anytime he shouts out a command, they're going to start digging into him and 
cutting oh. him. Oh, shit. Uh, oh, my God. Awful. <laughs> oh, so, smart. <laughs> might not want to issue commands to your crew anymore. Uh, uh, mechanically, what does that oh. mean for me? Mechanically, what it means is every time he makes noise, the Vox Seekers will move to attack him. Uh, wow. Uh, they can only do it on their turn. It's not like a reaction hit. Uh, but it's 1d4 piercing plus 3 lightning damage. Uh, right, and is, they, it, they, is it your they, turn now? Like, would they act on your turn? Theoretically, yeah. If he's yeah, making so he's, it, he yeah. shouts when he gets yeah, he, shot. He makes an yeah. I I would figure, but I yeah, didn't want to. Absolutely, he's he's scared at shitless as these things crawl in his throat and his jaw. Ah! Just yells out. So that's a, that's a net twenty. Net twenty. Oh my god! So six further points of piercing plus three points of lightning damage as Ash fires this conical arrow. It embeds itself in the captain's shoulder, and immediately these spiders swarm up his mouth and throat. And a few crawl inside, and you see blood just start to pour from around his, his throat Oof. as these things just rip into him. <laughs> yeah, he's like just gurgling blood right now. It's like, oh. Uh, and then for the second uh, arrow, uh, Ash is going to cast a spell as a bonus action, and you see instead of knocking an arrow on his bow, uh, uh, this is this is a weird question to ask. Do either of your characters know what a firework is? Fred does. Would. Yeah. Okay, so the both of you see Ash knock a full firework on his bow, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, light it, and go to go to make a second attack roll. Uh, ooh, that's only a ten to hit. Uh, this is the captain. Yeah. Yeah, that misses. Oh, uh, what a shame. There go there goes my branding smite. But oh, um, oh that was that was my second. Just, hmm? I think you get that like it's till you actually hit, right? Oh yeah, it's until I actually hit. Uh, so, so this one just fires off, and you hear the little whee as it spirals into the distance, and then just a boom <laughs> as the firework explodes. <laughs> right then, uh, and that's Ash's turn. Awesome! Uh, it's at this point that Bago goes, "All right, everybody, Bago time!" And he, <laughs> he... <laughs> right, here we go. <laughs> he does, in his words, a ninety ninety. Where he goes ahead, he swings to the right and oh, swings to the left. Yeah. And now, uh, Fred, if you'd like to go ahead and I guess give me, I'm going to say like either, it's going to have to be, I'm going to say you're ready for it. So I'm going to give you advantage on okay. an acrobatics or an athletics check okay. in order to All swing right. yourself onto the ship. Okay, let's see here. Let's see. Oh, that was a sneeze. All right, I got all my bad Sorry. luck out. You said acrobatic or dexterity, right? Yes. Okay. Acrobatics or athletics, I'm sorry. Thank you. That one. Yeah, yeah. All right. Athletics. Okay. Oh, uh, 19 and then a nat 20. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. Fred, (laughs) tell me where you would like to land. Sure. Um, Instead of where I would like to land. Sure. Will you, as the DM, allow me to do this cost in action? To tuck myself into a shell. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I know where this is going, and absolutely, I'm gonna let this go. So, so then, will you, will yes. you allow me to be aimed, or is it random at that point? You crit on the captain if you'd like to crit on the captain with your shell. I will. Yes. You set up this maneuver. You got a natural twenty. I will give you that reward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all all I'm hearing is the sound from Mario of a Koopa shell just hitting an enemy. Just a... <laughs> like, I'm oh, no, imagining that. Shell. So here's what I'm going to say. Yeah. 
I'm I'm gonna say with the momentum of like snapping, it's pretty fast. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you're a big guy. I think. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'll be I'll be like straight with you guys. I'll tell you what I've been rolling for cannonballs. It's three d ten. So I'm gonna say out of respect. Uh, for your size and the strength of your shell, yeah. I will go ahead and say this is you're not being fired like gunpowder. So I'm going to do two d ten. Okay, it's a natural twenty. You can do four d ten. Jesus, <laughs> you're not going to add anything. Oh it's, but it's going to be four d ten damage. Just <laughs> straight. Oh my god! All right, hold on. Let me find them. Oh my god! If you roll high enough, there is a chance that you could just two. splat this guy. Right. He's got to at least get knocked off. Taking a turtle to the chest is going to have a little bit of kickback. I'm already given the damage. All right, all right, all right. All right, here we go. Me, okay? <laughs> you got it. Right, I, I, it's the hustle. You know you got to take it's it. It's the hustle. I, I do the same thing. I respect. I respect. You got to try. Okay, so that was a a one, oh. a two, oh. and a one, oh. <laughs> and, and an eight. <laughs> Okay. For a total of twelve. Okay, I mean, honestly, bad roll, but still fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> the captain is bloodied at this point. As you no really coop a shell into him, uh, you land adjacent to him. As he like reels, he has to like hold on to the helm. Uh, he like spits out blood like a spider, like crawls towards his mouth and like just starts gnawing at one of his lips. Um, and like one by like the impact in the chest, they get attracted to that sound, and they're just like digging into. Oh the no! Oh Jesus! Uh, he, he's he's really bad. Um, and you're you're just like peering out from your shell. Uh, it's an action to come out of your shell as well, right? Uh, yeah, it's an action okay. to de-shell. <laughs> gotcha. So you're still in your shell, but you're on the enemy ship. You did damage to the captain. <laughs> Yeah, you eventually come to a sliding stop next to him. Still um, spinning. Still spinning. Yeah, you're a little dizzy in there. Uh, <laughs> that was awesome. Oh my god. Very cool setup. Very cool move. Definitely worth two actions to go into and out of the shell. Yeah. Oh my god. Normally yeah. that's like not worth it like at all, but at this moment it's so fucking Oh god. It's worth it. Um, Fantastic. Okay. So earlier, I think I missed messed up where the friendly crew is supposed to fire. They're actually going to fire later. Alistair, it's actually your turn. Okay. Um, bonus action. I'm going to turn to Fred. That was bloody sick, mate. And then give you bardic inspiration. Nice. <laughs> you I see said, eyeballs uh, open up inside the shell. <laughs> that was sick as hell. Uh, <laughs> so that's a D8 for you. Um, nice. So I'm going to move close to... Um, the nearest squad. Sounds good. You get a squad. And, um, yeah. So they, they're all roughly within like a 10 foot. Yeah, they're by two say? different cannons. So there's like, they're within like 10 feet of each other for sure. Okay. Uh, so oh, no. I'm going to activate my racial ability. Necrotic Shroud. Okay. As you see Alistair just kind of like, right then. So this is about to get spooky. Um, you see him like, just kind of like reach down and just like, waves of this dark energy to start pouring off of him creating like these large spectral skeletal wings with like shrieking faces of the damned kind of interspace like they were feathers um so i'm gonna need all of them within 10 feet of me to make a charisma saving throw got it okay. dc 15 all right uh one pass 
one fail, one, two pass, two fail, third one passes, then fourth one, you said wisdom, right? Oh, charisma. So this one does succeed. So two of them fail. So those two that are frightened of me. Gotcha. Uh, the guy that like saw you do that jump uh, pisses himself. Um, <laughs> and then another guy at the other cannon is like, ghost! That's right. Jinkies. I hope we don't get um, And that's a uh, joint. That's pretty much the extent of my action economy. <laughs> um, as he just sits there and just rages you know, with this like seething darkness. Two fears is good. He just sits there and B is a spooky. Yeah. You're a spooky boy. Just... All right. I mean, that's what I got for now. <laughs> uh, you see next up in initiative is going to be uh, another one of the crew, not the one that you just feared. Uh, let's do this. First attack is going to hit on your ship. Second attack is going to be a crit. So things are getting real bad. Just right. remember that uh, Alistair does have resistance to all damage. Right. You basically share a health pool because of warding bond. Okay. Uh, crazy amounts of damage going out. Um, the ship is not going to be able to take another round of this. It, something oh, needs to, to happen to get these guys off of these cannons or you guys are fucked. Hmm. Um, right now, two of these crews are going to get off the cannons to face you guys. One crew remains that is not going to get off the cannons. Uh, so they're going to get two shots if they're not taken out as well. Uh, but they definitely, you don't want them to be able to take more of that. Um, the friendly crew uh, for you guys is going to go immediately after that. Uh, so let me roll for them. They hit, and the second one they have also hits. Uh, so let me go ahead, roll their damage too. All right. I rolled badly that time, unfortunately. Uh, oh, yeah, no. the enemy ship just takes a little bit of damage. Um, still looks fine. Oh, no. Yeah. Wait, no, that, that, that is actually bad for us. That's yeah. a pretty bad. It's really oh. bad. Uh, you guys are in a bad spot right now. Um, Fred, it does get to you. Mm. Okay, so um, it does take an entire action for Fred to get out of his shell. So that's <laughs> cool. going to be a thing. Um, so Fred Fred is back down to 19 AC from 23, which is bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And then um, the next thing that's going to happen as a bonus action is we're going to cast a uh, shield of faith on Alistair and uh, Fred, Fred, Fred looks to Alistair I'm not going to have another friend hurt ever again and he just like absolutely goes for it you just cast this like green energy and all of a sudden you're like embodied in this light so so there's big spooky McShadow boy now it's just surrounded by glowy green aura absolutely even spookier. Very Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> All right. I mean, this is pretty sick, mate. Not gonna lie. <laughs> so you have a plus three right now. To uh, yeah, that brings me up to an AC twenty-one. Oh my, god. <laughs> my god, you guys are so hard to hit. It's insane. Um, I've only got a sixteen. It's just I'm staying back here. Uh, sixteen is still pretty good. Um, all right. At the end of Fred's turn, there's another opportunity. Nobody's trying to jump over. Um, I, uh, you are technically close to the railing. If you want to unhitch yourself and try to jump, uh, you already use your action, actually. So no, I don't, don't want to. Uh, I'm, I'm good sitting that. on the ship. Uh, so the first one to act is going to be enemy captain who is like coughing up blood like these spider creatures are just like destroying Shit. him. Um, uh, so mean. He's going to try to like swing out towards uh, you, uh, uh, Fred. 
uh, which is a bad idea, but he's going to try. Uh, I dare just, you to do your yeah, worst. Um, yeah, both miss. Uh, <laughs> Bing and, bang! Just off the show. Yeah, just like, <laughs> tink, tink, uh, as it just bounces off of you. That's it for mm. the captain. Captain doesn't have anything else to do for you. Um, first crew is going oh, to turn weak. around and try to surround Alistair. So Alistair, these guys are going to all start swinging at you. Uh, right, there are right. six dudes. All right. First one is going to be... They all have a plus 12 to hit. They all have a plus 12 to hit. <laughs> right. Uh, 12 to hit on the first one. That's a miss. Not one on the second one. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. There's only four that are going up to you. Two of them are too scared to do anything because they can't right. approach you. So there's actually only going to be four attacks. Damn, I feel like I maybe should have cast Mordic Bond on uh, Fred at this point. You guys could have both hit. had an even 20. And then 21 to hit? That's, That's it, hits, exactly. Right? Okay, so finally, finally, one of these guys lands their hook on you from <laughs> their hook. Uh, you yeah. are grappled <laughs> oh. by this hook. You're like held there by him, right. um, and then you take nine, half to five. Uh, piercing I think it's round damage. down. Hey, you know it's my game here. You know? Okay, all right. I'm just saying because I w- I take the other half. So yeah. I was like, yeah, give yeah. me the. Extra You're gonna take four. Okay. That's how I'm gonna rule it. We'll split it okay. up that way. All He'll right. take the majority of the damage. You'll take a little bit less damage because it's directly influenced to him versus you. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. yeah I'll take the five. That's fine. Um, sounds good. And really then... quibbling over one point of damage. <laughs> and... You're pushing it. You're pushing oh, it. Uh, grappled. All right. And two of them are too scared to shoot anything, so they're not going to. Uh, the next crew is going to go swarm uh, you, Fred. They're all going to take attacks on you. Miss. Go ahead and try your best shot. This you one... can't hit me. Is gonna hit. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, uh, this is Seems also like he be, did. <laughs> it's gonna be a hook attack as well, so you're gonna be grappled by this. Yeah, as the hook comes down, there's like a serious amount of conviction in Fred's eyes. I mean, like it's it's scary. It's it's actual like. You see, he hesitates anger. for a second, but then just comes down on it. Um, mm. That's gonna be eleven piercing damage. I rolled very high. Oof. Oh. Second one. It's gonna be yeah. That's gonna be a twenty to hit. Non natural. Fun. This is why you guys have no friends. We're all friends with one another. We always sing and we have karaoke Tuesdays. Oh, well, um, I mean, that's kind I feel of sick, bad. actually. <laughs> yeah, we're all unionized, too. What? <laughs> Part of the pirate's code. Wait, Gotta be are unionized. We all... Wait, are we fighting the wrong crew? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you may, you might be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, you never checked. Uh, <laughs> so with that, uh, we're gonna keep going. You take from that last attack. You only take four damage. Mm. Uh, next one's gonna miss, miss. This is the last one. That's gonna be a hit as well. This one you take five damage. As oh. like just like these like hammers and swords and hooks are all swinging at you. You like you bounce like half of them off of you, and a few just get underneath your shell. Um, that's it for that crew. Ash, your go. Oh, my go. Uh, I'm going to shoot the captain more. You shoot the captain. Got you. I don't have a lot of AOE stuff. So, yeah, I'm just going he... to... Captain is still standing, right? Yeah, and he's also still screaming. So you may roll for your... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so for, first, we're going to have Ash knock another firework with their branding smite. See how that works out. He looks pretty hurt. This is 21 I hit. Definitely hit. Okay, let me double check the damage on branding smite. Make sure this is getting, getting this right. Okay, so it's going to be a total of... Oh, it's the weakest smite spell, but it's the also the only one that artificers get. So, nine points of piercing and 
two points of radiant damage uh, as the firework Ooh. collides with Ooh. the captain. And you just pew! <laughs> it's very yeah. tiny. Uh, yeah. But it does hurt him pretty hard. Instead yeah, thuds right into his chest. 11 total, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then you want to roll for your bots? Yeah, I'll roll for the little guys, and then I'll take my second attack. If they don't cool. That's a total of 9. I don't think they're going to hit. Nope. That's a total of 17 for my second arrow. That will hit. Okay. A nice media 11 points of piercing damage on my second shot. Tell me how this captain dies. Yay. Uh, Maybe... I think there, as the firework lands, the the Edenies, uh r- recognize the sound a little bit and dismount, like leap off of his mouth and onto the deck of the ship. Uh, and there's a moment where like the captain is relieved, uh, but what he doesn't notice is as the firework hits him, there's a half second where like he is knocked back just enough for his feet to get off the deck of the ship. And Ash's second arrow, rather than hitting him, severs his harness, and he just goes. <laughs> oh my god, he just flies off. Sick. And he's gone, uh, fully gone. Um, at this point, I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to roll a quick morale check uh, <laughs> to see if the rest of the crew is going to surrender or try to continue to fight. I'm going to make this at a disadvantage. I was going to say of the fear going on uh, in at least two of them. But this is a majority vote because they are unionized. Um, <laughs> so, so it needs to be uh, an 11 or higher on the die uh, for this to be um, a vote to surrender. So you guys want an 11 or higher, I'll say. I'll roll it with advantage. Uh, first one already gets it. Uh, you see that they all are just like, all in favor of surrendering. Uh, quick emergency meeting. Uh, I, I, you see like everyone except like one guy. Well, that's just democracy. Uh, <laughs> and then he puts down his weapons too. You see that they all start like laying down their weapons, hands up in the air uh, as you guys finish off this fight. Um, and that is going to be where we end today's session. Sick. Oh, no, I want to play. <laughs> I know. I know. Aw. It's been a good one, though. I, I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Thank you guys so much for listening on your end. This has been Cam on the DM side of things for once. Uh, and, man, it was a lot of fun, guys. Thanks so much. Hell yeah. I had a yeah, great time. Thank you, Cam. This is fun so far. Yeah. We all <laughs> love... Power that we stopped. We all, <laughs> as DMs, love doing ship combat and then not knowing what port and starboard are. Absolutely. <laughs> Every is... DM has done it. It's all of us. Speak for yourself. I have my boating license. Do you actually? I actually got it when I was in middle school. Holy shit. Wow. Wow. New time. (laughs) It's definitely expired by now, but yeah, I got it. Okay. Hot damn. Nobody cares. All you need to do is get it once. So Tom is the only DM in all of existence that knows part and starboard. So I'll I'll accept that. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, anybody else want to sign off? No. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. I want to say how salty I am for not being able to play some more. And absolutely, thank you for a job well done on blowing my expectations out of the water. Oh, thank, well, thank you. you. Yeah, this yeah. great. I'm excited to keep going. I also like how we we our introduction episodes have gotten quicker already. Like, oh yeah, every sequence we get faster and faster because we're just like, it's the good stuff. It's the good stuff. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. I want to kill. <laughs> so yes, thanks again. Oh, God. 
I am. Well, thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, let's sign off. Good night, everyone. Good, Good night. night.